Uh, welcome, listeners, to another episode of Ketchup Cast. It has been a while, but we are at long last back. I'm Ethan. I'm Isaac. And it's it's good to be back. I, we haven't talked in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a while. What have you been up to? I know we both had spring break. You went on a trip, didn't you? Well, yeah, I went to prison today, actually. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Well, I mean, it was a correctional facility. I don't think you can call it prison. It was more of a state, uh, state correctional facility. Yeah, I was at one of those. What brought you? What brought you to a state correctional facility? Um, I was there for a class, actually. Really? Yeah. What, was, what class was this? It's called Education and Learning Theory. And so we well, this were is the one about, you were doing the creative writing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same one I was doing the creative writing for. But so our field trip today was for um, to learn how. Um, learn about the education system in a state correctional facility. And what's the education system in a state correctional facility like? Well, there's a um, community of Vermont high school that's based out of um, that's, that's based out of a correctional facility not too far away, and so they uh, allow inmates to get a high school diploma through um, a competency-based program where they work at their own pace. So these inmates can go from like having no no high school um, education at all to then having a high school diploma in you know six months or a year or two years um, through through like work that they do um, in a classroom and then also um, through their community service hours. That's really fantastic though that's a thing. Yeah, it's, it was really interesting. We actually got to talk to some of the inmates. Um, I mean, it's, they're all very low-risk offenders, very um, nonviolent crimes. So it was right. interesting to sort of talk to them. And, and um, yeah, we had to go through security and, like, that whole bit. But, um, yeah, it was really interesting. What did the inmates have to say about it? They really enjoyed it. I mean, they, they really like that because they get, for the work program that they're in, they get an hour or a day for day off their sentence. So every day that they work, they get a day off of their sentence. So that... I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought sentences were set. Well, I mean, that's that's sort of part of, like, their their being in this program, is that... Right. They, they can, can work it off. They can work off their, their sentence through community service. So, yeah, it was really interesting. And, um, yeah, they had some good things to say. We got to see some of the stuff that they were working on, which is kind of... Kind of amazing to see, like, yeah, what, like, this one inmate, pro- like, proposed a, a project on, like, pollinating bees of North America and, like, did, did a whole brochure and, like, printed it out for us and, like, handed one to each of us in the class and was like, here, this is the project I'm working on. I really want to present it and talk to you guys about it. Um, so it was really interesting to see. That's, so, so life doesn't stop for these people. They still, they still can be productive members of society even though yeah. they are in prison. That's that's what prison should be, I think. Yeah, for a lot of people it's not, which is really no. unfortunate. No, and and maybe that's something we work toward, you know, in the future as a country, is prison reform of that ilk. Because I think, you know, education, uh, community service, that's I mean, those are crucial parts of being a human being. 
but also yeah. like I mean if 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 he did something wrong, that's a great way to atone for it. Yeah, and people were talking about how they they want to sort of turn their life around. That's a good thing to have on like a resume that like yeah, you know, I did I made mistakes in my past, but I'm I'm working, you know, towards them and in when I was in when I was an inmate, I did these things to sort of better my life and it looked a lot better on a job application or like in the real world when people are like, "Oh, you went to prison? Like I can't hire you for this job." But they're like, "No, I I have experience. I have like I've filled out a resume before and I've done." So they're also helping them with like job vocational training as well so they do mm-hmm. like they do like osha training through this through this high school and they do um they do like contractor training and like um what else like bloodborne pathogen stuff like safe serve sort of things like yeah sort of industry standard trainings that you know they can put on their resume and say like hey like when i was an inmate i did these trainings so that i can have uh so I can have like a step ahead when I get out. So, yeah, it was really interesting. Vermont's the place to be, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, not everybody's in this program. It's, right. it's just the people who are low-risk offenders, nonviolent crimes. Um, so, yeah. I have not gone on any field trips uh, for my classes. No, which is not really. A shame. Pretty much stayed on campus. Pretty much stayed on campus. I don't have any any stories that I can. I can match the uh, coolness of, but I've started, this is just a, a fun little little thing I've been doing. Bad segue uh, into this, but Ketchupcast is not known for segues, because then we'd be Segwaycast. It's actually one of our, our new sponsors is, uh, is Segways. Like the, the Segway Corporation? Yeah, the Segway Corporation. They heard the podcast. I can only assume like, that that's the name of the corporation. Right? If it's not, that's a shame. Yeah, they're they're missing a huge opportunity right there. Well, now you know. Now that they've heard us on their on our podcast, they'll be like, "Oh, well, obviously. we we got to give more sponsors to these 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 fellas." Yeah, uh, but but I have a class at ten thirty on Mondays, and then a lab at th- at one thirty in the same classroom. It's for the same class, and that's all I have on Mondays. Um, so I've started because they're both they're both down the hill, and it seems kind of silly to go up the hill for two hours and come back down when I could just stay down the hill. I've started. On Mondays after class lets out, I've been going into town and there's a coffee shop five minutes away. So I just walk nice. walk there, get a bagel, get some coffee, and I've been doing homework. And it's been really like nice and productive. Wow. Uh, That's good. But today I was there and I was I was looking at the menu just because I was bored with my homework. And they have a drink. And, and, and this is this is a little silly and, and immature. Uh, but they have a drink that has a very funny name. Yeah, what is that? It's called the Chili Willy. Chili Willy. Okay. Which which just sort of made my entire day when I saw it. And for you Ketchup Cast listeners who don't get that, uh, stay pure, please. I, I, I don't know if I fully get it. Like a willy is a slang is a slang term for, for a piece of anatomy. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, I have a funny story to tell you. I would love to hear this <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. So, maybe, maybe this isn't, well, no, nah, I can't really preface it very much. I sort of just sort of have to either do it or, or not do it. So, um, there's an LGBT group on campus. Um, it's called Alliance. And they have a budget in their in their group, in their, their club, I suppose would be the, 
it's not really a club. It's more of a an action group. But anyways, um, this group of of um, yeah LGBTQ plus uh, people have uh, have money that they can decide what to do with. So they brought a workshop to campus, and well, it was more than just a workshop. It was these sex educators who also have a store where they sell sex toys, and so they came to campus with this like pop-up sex toy shop and a couple of workshops that they did over uh, this Saturday. Um, so it was like uh, like they were just like hanging out in a classroom and like had this little store that they sold sex toys and like had a couple of um, like sex ed. Uh, classes about like um, relationships and like gender identity and, and sexual orientation and fluidity and like yeah it was a really interesting sort of people and, and uh, culture to have on campus and I think it promoted some conversations like around the dinner table or lunch table that day of just like oh have you heard the like sex toy people are here like isn't that weird and then like people would like talk about talk about you know that sort of stuff. So it was just sort of interesting to to have that like sort of be the centerpiece for uh, this Saturday. It was kind of interesting. That is that is interesting. There were people who came a month or so ago to to campus here. And yeah. They had they had what they called a sex toy party. Okay. Um, and I'm not hundred percent sure what that entailed. I assume they just sold sex toys and like had a party while doing it. Wow. Yeah. But I think that's cool that that. That sexual uh, health and and uh, relationships and identity and that sort of thing are are something that students are being being encouraged to uh, to learn about and explore. Especially yeah, on it's definitely campus. that's such a good place to do it. Yeah, totally a good place to do it. And also, like, it's really um, since we live in such a rural place, like, there's not a whole lot of places to go to get this sort of information or these like or 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 these things, to be honest, and it's like, okay, well, you know, they're they're going to come here, and they're going to teach us about it, and they're going to have the things that we need, um, or the things that we want. So it's, like, really interesting to have that, like, come to us, especially, that makes a, a lot of sense in a rural place. Right, because you're, you're in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere, yeah. Up, up your tree. It's like, it's like the beginning of um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. And we're like in the middle of nowhere with Eustace and, that, and, that, and Muriel. It's, it's, and that's that's where your school is. That's where my school is. Yeah. Little in fact, Curse Cowardly Dog was actually filmed there. Uh, yeah, they, I I don't know if they knew that, but yeah, it was filmed there. Yeah. Do, do you ever see Courage coming back and like hanging out? Um, no. But there is this windmill. Like you know how the windmill features prominently in a couple episodes of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes. There's a windmill that's like just outside my window. I mean, it's not out, just outside my window. It's like across the field from my window. But sometimes I look at it to like tell which way the wind is going and how fast and like what the weather might be like. It's this really convenient thing that like I just sort of picked up in my surroundings that like it's just convenient to have that sort of weather vane like visible from my room and I can tell a lot just by that where the, what the weather is doing. It's, it's pretty, pretty nifty. It is nifty. Weather vanes are cool. I don't see them around here because I don't live in a tree. But I bet there's a bunch on, I mean, there's a billion farms nearby. Well, yeah, but your school isn't on a farm. Right. I'm on a hill instead. Uh, so there's a couple things I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I don't know if you have anything written down. I, I have nothing prepared for this one. 
Uh, so my first, my first question, uh, which just I, I was thinking about over break, do you have other podcasts in your life besides Ketchup Cast like, that you listen to? Are you asking me if I'm cheating on you? No, I'm asking if, like, the way like, do I, I listen it, to other yes. podcasts or do I participate in other podcasts? Do you listen to other podcasts? Do you participate in other podcasts? No, this is the only podcast I participate in. Same here. But I do listen to a lot of other podcasts for sure. Yeah. That's actually, I did that earlier today. That's what I've been doing for a couple weeks now. Yeah. So my job is a janitor on campus. So I like clean, clean mainly the dining hall. Um, so I have to sweep it and then put all the chairs up and then, well, sweep, put all the chairs up first, then sweep it, then mop it and then vacuum it and like do all these things. So while I'm doing that, usually I listen to a podcast. And the one I've been listening to recently, the one I listened to today, was the Risk Podcast, which I feel like I've talked about before. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a really, it's, it's, it's a storytelling podcast, but the stories are very, um, very emotional and very uh, risky, so to say. Like, they, they talk about That's very the serious topics, like drugs and sex and, and death and, like, they go a lot deeper than, like, if you could think of, like, This American Life as family-friendly stories, then Risk Podcast is, like, the complete opposite of that. Like, trauma and, and, and yeah, all of that sort of deep stuff. But they're, they're really fascinating because they're stories that people are, are very vulnerable in sharing and sharing. And, like, yeah, so it's just really interesting to hear. Some of them are like, whoa, this is way too much right now. I can't listen to this while I'm mopping the floor or else I'm going to cry. Um, but right. some of them are like, wow, that was really uplifting or like really interesting to hear people's perspectives on life. And yeah. So I listened to that today. Really compelling. I, listened to, I also listened to Dynamic Banter, which is a podcast with Steve Zaragoza and Mike Falzone. Steve Zaragoza, or um, Mike Falzone is a great stand-up comedian. Is, is it just like, comedy stuff that they talk about or it's pretty much just a silly podcast they're they're very too they're very silly boys and they they yeah yeah nice comedy i would say yeah i i need to listen to more comedy just in general i need i need to laugh more i'm so yeah laughing is the best medicine for sure that and like actual medicine i think laughing probably is better than than most medicines we have today but, like, if I've got a cold, I'm not just going to laugh my cold away. Uh, I think some would, yeah, I, that's what I would do. Or, like, if, 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 I, if I don't want to get measles, I should probably get vaccinated rather than just laugh all the time. I think you should laugh at the measles. To scare the measles away? Like, oh, man, he laughed at us. Uh. Well, like, laugh at the possibility that you'll ever get measles, and then you'll never get measles. But, like... I should also get the measles vaccination. No, I think just the laughing will do it. Are you, are you an so, anti-vaxxer, Isaac? Is that is that what you're? No, that is not me? the. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> that is not where I meant this conversation <laughs> to go. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that train back that's, into the station, and you're yeah. gonna talk about what podcasts you like to listen to. Uh, so, whenever I'm driving, or I guess my parents are driving me to and from uh, school. We usually put on uh, wait wait don't tell me the NPR yep. it's like a news quiz, and that I yep. always get a good chuckle out of that, especially in this day and age. I think it's like you said, laughter is the best medicine because otherwise, it's kind of scary and stressful. So I listen to that yes. a lot. Um, I just got into it's called the Adventure Zone, 
Okay. Uh, it's with a family called the McElroys, Griffin, Travis, Justin, and Clint. And they're, they're these sort of internet personalities, but they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and it's super goofy. But also, the, it's like a really compelling story. Huh. Uh, so I've been listening to like two or three episodes a day of that, just like sitting in bed, wow. drinking tea, and, and listening to this podcast. Uh, so those are the main podcasts in my life. Um, yeah, I have many other podcasts in my life. I've got, I've got a good, yeah. I, I have one like almost set up, so I have one every week, every day of the week. So that that's I a great idea. Without a podcast, yeah. And maybe maybe Ketchupcast is someone's podcast that they are obsessed with. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, probably listeners, not. Listeners, listeners if this is your podcast. Like four weeks. Below. Well, we've been busy. We've both been we've both been super busy. Where are we? Where are we posting these nowadays? Where can people YouTube? Find no. I assume that they found it if they're already listening to it, but if they're not, well, if if you're if you don't know where to listen to us, listeners, uh, we're on YouTube now, because SoundCloud is is very limiting in how much we can put up, which is a shame because it's like a, I I kind of prefer SoundCloud if we're being honest as a place to put these because it's less work for yeah. me. I just have to upload the audio file with YouTube. I have to like make a movie of the audio file and upload that movie, right? Which is fine. It just takes like twenty more minutes than it would take otherwise. Yeah, I don't know how any of that works. It's it's really easy. I just take the ketchup cast uh, artwork that I made, and then I, I make that however long the episode is, and then I put the episode sort of under that, and then I upload that. So it's just the episode plays with, with the visual of the... So are all of them on YouTube now? Yep, all six so far. Oh, nice. So this is number seven, huh? This is number seven. Seven, wow. seven take two. Oh, right, because the first number seven didn't work. Which is a shame. We had some good conversations. We did. We had some. I mean, every every time we have a good conversation. This is true. But yeah, that's a bummer when you lose something. But but we had that conversation, even if the listeners didn't get to hear it. That's right. Just because so it was it. true doesn't make it not real. Absolutely. Uh, my next thing I wanted to talk about. This is just a little fun, fun thing that happened. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of the British television show Doctor Who. Uh, oh boy, here we go. And a couple years ago, the ninth season of the show came out, and every year, every time a season comes out, they release a soundtrack with it. And it's really good music. I like, I like to listen to it when I write. Uh, but the ninth season soundtrack never came out for some reason. And okay. It's been like three years, and finally last December they announced they were going to release it in 2018. Huh. And people were very excited. Uh, and they announced a couple weeks ago that uh, April 27th is the uh, the release date for the soundtrack. And I've been looking around for places to like, pre-order it, because sometimes it comes out in the UK before it comes out here. Uh, yeah. Just because, I mean, that makes sense. It's a British show. But it was really expensive to pre-order it in the UK, because it has to ship overseas and stuff. Because you can't download UK MP3s for some reason. Right. They're... they're um... Their uh, region, right? Region restricted, yeah. So I, I was looking around, and it turns out it's coming out in America the same day in the UK. And on oh, iTunes, okay. it's it's like twenty five dollars to get it on iTunes. There is a point to this story. I'm not just spouting facts. Uh, I went on Amazon, and to get the MP3 on Amazon, it was sixteen dollars, almost ten dollars well, cheaper fine. than on iTunes. So I think it was there. It was Friday. It was Friday morning. I had some time, and I. Before class, so I decided I'd go up and just see if I could find this place to pre-order it, and then I found Amazon. Uh, so I hit pre-order, and then it gave me the option to download the soundtrack. I was like, well, that's weird. It doesn't come out for three weeks. 
But I downloaded it, and now I have the whole soundtrack. Three weeks early. So if you pre-order it, you just get it. It's well, not like it's going to come earlier. In in theory, in if I pre-order it, it just automatically downloads in three weeks. Right. But it turns out well, Amazon... Well, some things when you pre-order, they're just yours. Like... I feel like that's that's what happened. Well, I don't think they were like fooling you there. Wait till you hear this. Uh, I later I was gonna go and show a friend like, look, I got it early. So I I went into my Amazon orders and there was like digital order. Here's the soundtrack. I clicked on it and I got an error message. This page no longer exists. It was a mistake. What? They accidentally a- made the option to download early and now they just deleted it from Amazon until it comes out. Well. So didn't you did you download it onto your computer? Yeah, I downloaded it to iTunes. So do you have it there? I have the whole thing, but like. But the page that you originally luck. got it from doesn't exist anymore. Nope, because Amazon made a boo boo. But you got it three weeks early. Got it three weeks early. You know how much money you could make selling that to somebody? Do you know how much legal trouble I would get selling that to somebody? Yeah, good thing you didn't talk about it on a public podcast. This podcast isn't going to come out for a couple weeks, probably. Well, so do it. <laughs> but but they could still get me. I'm not, the British feds. The the. No, I'm, I'm sure they could. Yeah. MI six would come and take me out. Yeah, that's so interesting though. How they how they just goofed. It was crazy. Like by sheer luck, I happened to to be on Amazon in the little span of right. time where it was available before they patched it. Yeah. And so that's, that was pretty cool. Um, Damn. My next thing, I don't have this written down, but I was thinking about it. You went to the Everglades a couple weeks ago, right? Am I correct? I did, yeah. I went there for spring break. I would love to hear about that. Just like the adventure. Yeah. So I went down there with my good friend, Joe. Um, both of us are outdoor ed majors here, and we're really excited to do any time we can get into the backcountry and get into the wilds and, and do what we like to do. We're super excited to. And so he... He approached me the other week, or like a few weeks before spring break, like, hey, I'm going down to Florida. I'm thinking about doing this trip. If you want to come with me, um, let me know. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that right now. Like, got lots, a lot of stuff going on, you know. But my grandfather's in Florida, and I haven't seen him in a while. And, and so I just sort of called him up and said, hey, this might be an option, you know, for my spring break. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? And um, so long story short, it ended up happening. And so I took a bus home for a day so i was back in buffalo for a day and then i took a flew out of buffalo down to fort myers and stayed with my grandfather that first night and then also met up with joe who had been in florida for the first couple of days he had he had been visiting family before i got there um and then we went shopping for our food that first night um joe had gotten reservations earlier that day and talked with the rental company and then the next morning, we went out onto the water. So it was like a really quick turnaround from like, okay, you're going from like Vermont, you know, cold winter, to then Buffalo, to then Florida, to then the next Buffalo morning. was also cold winter though, right? Yeah, it was probably like 30 degrees when I was home. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Um, it was like 75 when I was in Florida. It was That sounds crazy. amazing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, then we're canoeing in the Everglades National Park on the Gulf Coast side. So this is sort of directly south of Naples, but north of Miami, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so we're way more, like when people think Everglades National Park, what do you think of, Ethan? 
in my head it's more inland, but yeah. I've also so it's like inland, like mangroves, like tight channels, alligators everywhere. Would would that be what you would think of? Great. Well, it was very different from that, and and I, I don't know if we were completely surprised, but we were sort of very surprised, kind of at at the difference. We knew where we had made our reservations and where we were going to be canoeing was sort of more on the ocean side of things than in inland, um, but we didn't know how ocean it was, and it was all ocean. There was all salt water all the time. So as soon as we left the dock, we had to carry all of our fresh water with us. Um, we didn't see a single alligator on the trip because we were so ocean side. There was no, um, there was no fresh water for them to really stay in. So the alligators were way more inland than we were. They they were nowhere around us. But so you didn't um, make any fun scaly friends. Well, we did meet uh, a few dolphins that were swimming right next to the canoe, which is like really, really kind of special and magical, but also kind of scary because they're big animals. And like, there's a dolphin the size of the boat that I'm in right now, like swimming right next to me. Like, I didn't know but it, it was super yeah, magical, big, super cool. What? That, honestly, that sounds like the best moment of, of life to me. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. The waves were really big trying to cross the channel to get to some of the farther out islands. Um, the waves were some of the biggest waves I've canoed ever, um, which I don't know if the listeners really know a lot of my history, but I like to canoe a lot. So I feel like that might be. Yeah, I've also taken a whitewater canoeing class. And I was going to say, was this quite white water? No, it wasn't white water. It was more ocean side canoeing. So it's like big ocean waves. Um, they're probably like a foot to two feet, um, which doesn't seem like a lot. And like when you're in like a commercial fishing boat, like you're fine. Like it might be a little choppy, but you're not going to feel it. But when you're in like a canoe that's like weighted down with gear and like you're trying to make progress, it's like really, really kind of scary, but um, right, also cause, cause a lot of fun. A wave could capsize you easily. Yeah, pretty easily. If it crosses over the bow in the right way, it will dump water into the the bow and delay it from rising up on the next wave so that it will just continue to, to fill up with water. Um, also, if you're going broadside to the waves, it's really easy to roll the boat over like that because you're getting all of the force of a wave right. directly at your, your parallel so or your perpendicular. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, both me and Joe are pretty experienced paddlers, so we handled it really well. And it was sort of the situation where like, this is a personal trip. We got two really experienced people. We're ready to take on this risk. But if it was like a group trip or like if I was trying to guide people through that area like I do in the Adirondacks, I don't know if I'd be completely comfortable doing that yet. Eventually I will, but this is my first time doing waves that big. So it was, it was um, yeah, it was certainly really good to have experienced people in a tight group and like, yeah. So it was really fun. We we're camping on these tiny um, islands that had these like white sand beaches and like mangrove trees and sea grape and osprey nests were everywhere and you could see them like diving down and grabbing fish out of the water with their talons. It was it was just a really, really like very pristine and like beautiful time. Um, Sounds amazing. Yeah, we didn't see a lot of other um, human paddlers. We saw a lot of fisher fishermen um, in their like power boats and stuff. Some of which were kind of rude to our to like their wake like they would just like drive their motorboat super oh, fast yep. right next to us yep. and jerks sort of shake our boat um but yeah so we spent three day or four days and three nights um canoeing around and to these little tiny islands and 
yeah, it was just a really, really amazing time, a, a, a great break away from away from school and away from like other stuff going on in my life, and just to be out on this like tropical island in the sun and laying in the sand. It was it was awesome. We had some good food too. What did you guys eat? So for the first night, we had um, pesto pasta with walnuts mm. and cranberries. Did you cook that? The like second night. Stuff? What? Was it? Did you cook it, or was it like freeze dried? No, we we all cooked it. Yeah, so we we didn't buy any like Mountain House or Backpackers Pantry. So mm-hmm. We we went to the grocery store and bought all these ingredients and, and made them ourselves. So you had to carry um, all that too, with pots and pans and whatnot. Yeah, it wasn't actually that pot and pan intensive. It was pretty much just one pot and maybe a little fry pan and, and a, a cook stove. And that was. I was gonna say cooked on a stove probably. Yeah. 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 Um, this is where we would add in a sponsorship for like Blue Apron while we have like everybody like salivating, like thinking about food, and then we'd like hit them with a Blue Apron ad. But I'll insert that after we record it. Okay, great, great. Yeah, we have those pre recorded a lot yeah. of them. Just ready yeah, for that when they approach us, we can be like, yeah, we already have this recorded. Pop it, right, pop in. it right in, exactly. Yeah. Um, the second night we had mashed potatoes with cheesy mashed potatoes with beef, broth, and. Um, sauteed peppers. Well, so I guess, and then the third night we had pizza, um, pizza quesadillas. Ooh. Pizza quesadillas. Yeah, they're like a calzone, but instead of pizza dough, they're quesadillas. So I mean, this was a very gourmet trip. Uh, it actually wasn't that gourmet. Like that's pretty usual stuff for like back backpacking for me. You know, like gourmet. Like we we're thinking about this afterwards. Like. Well, we're in Florida. Like, there's a lot of fresh fruit. Like, we're only out for three days. Like, we can take all the all the fresh fruit and the avocado and like all this great stuff. But we really didn't. We're sort of like very focused on like, okay, let's make it easy. Let's make it light. Let's make it, um, yeah, not too difficult to cook. Um, which, yeah, is like usually the way we do things if we're backpacking for like multiple days. And since I just you know finished this this California trip, it's like okay. You know, I'm, I'm really focused on those things and like packability and lightness and 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 durability. Um, but really, on this canoe trip, we could have taken anything that we wanted, um, and and it would have been fine for those three days. I mean, some of the things like the cheese and the pepper was was good to have for for those three days. It probably wouldn't have lasted any more than than a week or two. So yeah, but we could have we could have amped it up quite a bit if if we wanted to. I think we just went for the easy easy and and tasty route and i mean might as well yeah yeah did you guys like did you bring tents or just like sleep so i brought my tent um most of the time i didn't sleep with the rain fly on it was mostly just um just the mosquito netting and then joe slept in his hammock um every night and and actually where the where we placed our campsites the, the the bugs were not bad at all they were they didn't bother us too much because the wind was in our direction and, and blowing them right off the islands that we were on. So a lot of people complain about the bugs when they're down there. And, and I think I think with just a little bit of wilderness knowledge, people could change where they would camp and not have as many bugs. So, so I mean, so you no alligators, no bugs, you eating good, great food with dolphins. Yeah, I mean, what else is there to like want? I mean, it was just a beautiful, beautiful trip. Yeah, that sounds like the best spring break anyone's ever had. Honestly, I mean, yeah, and and a lot of the times we're doing things that like we wouldn't like normally do if we were doing a professional trip because me and Joe are both, you know, 
professionals in the outdoor education industry and this is mm-hmm. a trip that you know someday like we could be asked to guide and like take people on so like you know things we can't do when when we have clients with us or like lay naked on the beach and sunbathe or like decide to take a different route and, and risk it and maybe get lost and like you know so a lot of those things like we were like, you know what, screw it. It's a personal trip. Let's just do it and, and not really worry too much about the risk management and like other people because it's just us and we're pretty confident in each other so we can do it. And it's it's a really great, great thing to do that sometimes to like get that relief of like, yeah, not every not every trip into the backcountry has to be stressful with, with taking care of other people. Maybe I'll do something like that someday. I, need, I haven't been canoeing in, in years. I've done kayaking. Uh, a bunch in the last couple of years, but I haven't been in a canoe. Oh God, I don't even know the last time. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's sort of funny. This so two Thursdays ago, when I was on the trip. So when I was over spring break, it was Thursday. We were canoeing. It was beautiful. It was sunny. It was seventy five. It was like there was a dolphin, you know, swimming next to us, and we we're like, wow, this is pretty great. And I was like, but wait, next Thursday when I'm at school. <laughs> Um, I'll be canoeing with my whitewater canoeing class that I'm helping to teach, and we'll be in the Black River in Vermont, and it will be probably 30 degrees, and there'll be snow on the banks, and there won't be any any dolphins. There might be some beavers, but it's like going to be really cold Damn. and windy, and like how different of a of a canoe could could like my two weeks be? It was really really kind of a shock to come back, and and but also really comforting. I was like, I have done this before, and I, I was canoeing last week, and it's really great to, to get that. Canoeing in 30 degree, I mean, that sounds, is that what you did? Did you, like, go whitewater canoeing in 30 degree weather last week? Yeah, I did it, um, I did it on Saturday, yeah, I did it um, this wow. weekend, and I actually went out on Wednesday, so the plans changed. We didn't go out on Thursday, but um, the, the instructors for the course went out on Wednesday to sort of scout the river that we we're going to go on later but yeah it was, it was around 30 degrees and, and raining too which is like Always probably the worst weather to get hypothermia in. i mean the most yeah, likely you can't, to get you can't get dry right right yeah and it's like right at that temperature where the rain is not the rain is the coldest it can be without it being snow without being snow yeah um, yeah which is just gross but anytime i'm in a canoe it's a good time i'm hoping this summer i'll get to canoe a little bit more there's one more yeah thing so tell me about, about your job for the summer Right. Uh, that's actually what I was segueing in, into. Well, I beat that. you to it. You beat me to it. Uh, so I have a friend, uh, Helen is her name. She, I go to school with her. And um, her parents are the directors of a YMCA camp in the Adirondacks. Uh, and she was... Where in the Adirondacks? Near Old Forge. Okay. Are we going to be close to each other? Yeah. Do you know where near Old Forge exactly? Eagle Point, Eagle Bay, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'd have to look at a map. I, sh- I, I you'd think I'd know where it is at this point, but yeah. Uh, but she was tabling in the student union, uh, just like handing out pamphlets and stuff. And I ran into her just to say hi, and she handed me a pamphlet. And I looked through it. And I thought, you know, it'll be really fun to be a camp counselor. Isaac does it. Yeah. Uh, I miss camping every summer. I used to, I mean, Scouts was so much fun. Yeah. And so I, I signed up, I sent in my application. And uh, so they, they called me an interview. It was a three round process. The first one was over the phone. 
the second round was over Skype and the third one was over the phone again. Uh, so it was, it was pretty thorough and yeah, a little stressful because I don't like making phone calls. Ketchup cash is the yep. exception. Okay. Uh, but well, and, and we're friends. So it's not scary to like call you, but if I'm calling like, you know, the person who's high, might be hiring me, it's a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that would be. Yeah. Uh, but over the course of about a week, we did these interviews and then, uh, it was it was two Wednesdays ago. I'd done the third round in the afternoon, and I was in class. Uh, it, it's a three-hour class, and I had a break, so I checked my phone. I had a call from the camp, and they left a message and basically said, hey, Ethan, we'd like to do a follow-up with you about your interview today, which... Oh, that's great. Confu- well, I was confused because I, I thought I was done. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I called back a couple hours later, and they said they wanted to offer me a job. Uh, wow, nice. So, it's, so what it's are you going to be doing? I'm going to be living with campers in a cabin, uh, I'm going to be teaching some sort of class, probably either boating or, uh, like theater type stuff. Okay. Uh, I have to get like CPR and first aid certified, which I think I have been in the past. It's just sort yeah. of run out. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's been a couple years since I did any sort of merit badge stuff with scouts. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be in, in the Adirondacks all summer. It's, like it's a beautiful camp from what I've seen and from what Helen has told me. Nice. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm a little nervous just because, like, I don't know 100% what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm totally going to help you, like, pack and, like, get all these tips for, like, yeah, living with kids and, like, doing all this, like, stuff. And, and yeah, I won't be too far away. I'll be, um, I've, I think it's going to be, like, 30 or 40 minutes north of where you are. Um, and I might have a car up there with me this summer, which case would be amazing we I was totally going to say, if we have time, weekend, we could do, do an episode of Ketchup Cast. Sweet. What's up? We could do an episode of Ketchup Cast. We could. Yeah. We wouldn't have to, like... Well, I guess I guess the system we have now might work. It would be fun to do it in person. Yeah. It's it's so much better in person. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. that's I'm, I'm excited for you. I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, I'm excited that you're going to be teaching theater. Like That's something you haven't really done in a while. I am too. That's it. I mean, I sort of do it with with Project Stage every summer. Yeah. Uh, but but not to the extent like I'm just sort of helping. This will be, if I do end up doing theater, I'll be teaching the class or helping teach the class in a more direct way than I help with Project Stage. Yeah, I think you should really try to push for that. Not to say that like, not to say that like boating and other things like isn't your thing, but theater is well, theater is my thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah excited it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer in the in the adirondacks with the boys hell yeah it's more posh yeah. than uh than the scout camps we have been to more posh these cabins have bathrooms in them yeah which okay. is okay that's i mean far that's fine. Cry from uh, from latrines yeah i mean the, the cabin that i live in has a bathroom in it when i'm there in the summer but also i i that's like a special job because I get to take people out over during the week. So when I'm on camp for the weekend, I'd like get right uh, a, a nice quarters to live in. But yeah, that's cool. I'm. I think it's gonna. I remember the first time that I worked at a summer camp over the summer, and it it really changed my life. So and you've been doing yeah, it for not a to long like put like too now. big of expectations onto it, but I feel like well, if know, I don't have the best summer of my life now, I'm blaming you. That for that's raising, I mean the bar too high. What do you have it to compare to? Just. Just, the, I mean, the summers I've spent as a camper. 
Okay, okay, fair, fair. Yeah, that was a that was a week. But the thing is, now you get to make that happen for other kids, which I'm so excited about. Because I mean, the week that I spent at camp every summer was the best week of the summer. Just like being outside, you know, with nature and the air was so fresh, and and not yeah. like having to be connected to like technology or like the outside world. Which Do you know, if you your know, camp has like things like that, like what what are your living conditions? Uh, so during the week, um, my phone's going to be locked in a locker, I think. And like, okay. so there's no, there's no electronics outside of the staff lounge is the rule. Yep. But I, I mean, I can go in the staff lounge, I assume. Yeah, that's very similar with my camp too. Yeah. Which I think is great. No, it's super awesome to get away. You like, you're also very much more connected to the world than I am. I, I think it's like one of the best things to do. Other people sort of disagree, but. Well, I mean, in this yeah. day and age, like everyone's got basically got their phone glued to their hand because you know on Facebook all the time. Yeah. So I think it'll be good to to let that go and just just hang out. I can do some writing maybe out in the woods and go for hikes. I I haven't been on a hike in so long. I went out. There's a a park right off campus, and it's barely yeah. a park. It's like maybe a mile just in the woods, but I went there on Wednesday just to. Yeah, we gotta get you canoeing. Yes, yes. You won't be too far from a, a really great canoeing instructor that's uh, that's working up in the Adirondacks also. Oh, yeah? I'll have to, yeah. uh, have to call him up sometime. Yeah. Do a podcast with him or something. <laughs> yeah. And some of my trips might go close to where you are. We do trips on the Racket River and, and Long Lake, which is not too far from, from where your camp is at in Old Forge. Oh, sweet. Yeah, if you have a weekend off, you should go to the Wild Center in Tupper Lake, which A, is not too far away from where I work, and B, is this really great outdoor educational place. Um, yeah, not, that's like, yeah, they just got really great stuff for, for both kids and adults. I feel like it's it's a great place to go so you can feel being a kid again which we while are. learning about the nature of the Adirondacks. Which is incredible from what yeah. I mean know slash have heard yeah how much just like how different is where you are now compared to like camping the adirondacks just like in terms of the area i guess it's not very different so the adirondacks and northern vermont are very similar in the fact that they're the they're the boundary between the boreal and the temperate forest um i would say that where i am right now in northern vermont is more like the temperate forest or more like the boreal forest than than parts of the Adirondacks are. Um, okay. But the Adirondacks are unique in that they're very mountainous for their elevation, or for their latitude, they're very mountainous. Um, so they have a lot of alpine ecology once you get above the tree line of the high peaks. Um, there's a lot more glacial activity in the Adirondacks, meaning that there was, well, I don't know if there was more glacial activity in the Adirondacks. The glacial activity in the Adirondacks caused a lot more lakes um, and riverbeds to, to be exposed than in Vermont. I mean, there's still a fair amount of that, but the culture around it in the Adirondacks is very different. There's a lot of paddling opportunities, a lot of camps, a lot of um, where all that is. But ecologically, they're very similar, yeah. So, I mean, your life is just super cool all the time then for you. I mean, kind of. Some would say it's like, yeah. I mean, when we got snow, like, yesterday, people were like, ah, why do I live in Vermont? It's snowing in Ohio, too. So, 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's like, what is it? It's like 20 degrees out right now? No, it's got to be warmer than that. Right now, in good old Ohio, it's 35 right now. It's 25 where I am, so, yeah. So you win, I guess. I guess so. That's the point, is to get as cold as you can get, right? Right. Get as hypothermic as you can. Without dying. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, or die. Or just just to prove a point? Uh, Yeah, I mean, die just to spite somebody. That's how I want to go out. Just spiting someone? Yeah. I can see it. That's a good way to go. Uh, Speaking of going, we have just hit the 45-minute mark. We have, uh, yeah. We're reaching that, that golden time when it's it's just under an hour, but just long enough for an episode. So we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, we probably uh, should. And I got to get back to my homework, and you got to get back to whatever you got to get back to. and Rehearsals yeah. and rehearsals and rehearsals. Oof, yeah. Uh, I didn't think of a movie wreck for this week. Um, Ooh, yeah. I guess I'll just... I'll, I This weekend... As you know, Isaac, I show movies on campus every once in a while. Uh, yeah. And this weekend I showed The Incredibles, uh, the classic Pixar film, which I haven't seen. The first one? In. The first one. Well, yeah, the second one's coming out pretty soon, isn't it? In June. I'm so excited. I ho- if it's Ooh. bad, I'll never I'll never be happy again if it's bad. That's not dramatic. <laughs> but it's, it, I mean, it'll be very disappointing. But right. I don't think it's, I think it's been five years since the last time I watched it. Um, wow. It's super violent. Is it? It's got a higher body count than most horror movies I read somewhere. Whoa. That's just like cool. the civilians who die and like the bad guys who are just blown up by children. Uh, the yeah, opening scene, true. the guy tries to kill himself. Uh, oh. A kid almost gets blown up with a bomb. Forgot about people that get, part. People get sucked into jet turbines. Like that's that's how Syndrome's defeated in the end. Spoilers if you haven't seen a movie that's 14 years old, I guess. <laughs> it's 14 um, years old? Yeah, it came out in 2004. Oh my god. Right? Wow. I guess that's how old we are, huh? 14? No, we're not 14. I mean, maybe we are, but... We're not 14. It'd be weird if we were in college. We're just super smart. Of course we are. That's why we do a podcast. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's all I got for this episode. Great. Me too. Uh, so, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry it's been so long. Uh, we're hopefully going to put these out more frequently now that we're getting back in the swing of things. Uh, yeah, thanks, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye.